Good morning, everyone. It's good to see you. Oh, wow. That was, uh, that was great. Thanks. <laughs> I feel welcomed. Um, I, uh, I, Julie, it's so funny, was talking to me as I came in, and she gave me some advice from kids when you're speaking in public. And uh, she said this one kid, he said, here, Dad, here's what you do. You have to first take two deep breaths, okay, which is great. Um, and then you also need to uh, uh, talk normal, okay? <laughs> don't, don't talk too high. Don't be low. Don't be fast. Just talk normal, which is also great advice. And then he said, be cool cool, which like, you know, well, we're not going to, that's not going to happen right now, but uh, that's okay. You know, we'll just make, do the best we can. So my name is Ben Fry. I, uh, we're in the middle of the Rooted series and I love this series. I love what Pastor Aaron's been sharing with us. He's been talking about how we can be rooted in faith, how we can have life because that's what roots do, right? They give nutrients, they give stability, they give life to a plant. And, and as we follow these practices and do these things that he's laying out for us, we've talked about prayer, serving, uh, reading God's word and worship. Um, today, we're going to talk about raising our family in faith. And as we do these things, we can experience life with God. So I'm really thankful that he's uh, doing this series and taking our church through this series. Um, my name is Ben Fry. I, we moved to Wisconsin back in uh, July of last year. I was a children's pastor uh, out in Pennsylvania for seven years before that. And uh, so Aaron asked me to bring this uh, message to you guys about kind of like how to influence your family to follow Jesus. Uh, so just by way of introduction, here's my family. Um, uh, my beautiful wife, Brianna, uh, she's right over there and, uh, and she's awesome. So if you, you should meet her if you get the chance. So go find her. And, uh, and then those are my kiddos. Emmy is six. She's in first grade. And then Henry is eight and he's in third grade. And we are we are a normal family with problems, okay? Like we have issues that we're working through and trying to resolve and we're going to Jesus for help. And so that's what I hope we can do this morning. I hope we can go to God's word, find wisdom and come to Jesus and get some help for how we can influence our family. And I'm saying influence our family because it's not just parents to kids. We will be doing, we will be talking about parents with kids uh, quite a bit, but really these principles can impact how I influence my parents or how um, you could influence your brother or sister. Um, some of the principles we're going to cover are helpful for impacting our entire family, not just working up, working down, working sideways. Every way we can exert influence to help our family follow Jesus. And so, you know, maybe you're not a parent, but you're a teen. How can you encourage your parents? Well, we're going to talk about some of that. So that's what I hope we can do this morning as we uh, examine Deuteronomy 6. Uh, we're going to talk about three things. First is taking the lead, setting the example of following Jesus. The second is sharing God's word with our kids or with anyone. Um, and then the third thing is telling the good news story. So that's what we're going to see uh, from Deuteronomy 6. So let's start by taking the lead, um, Deuteronomy 6. And this is like uh, one of the core passages in the Old Testament, one of the core passages in all of Scripture uh, we're going to look at. Uh, now, Deuteronomy is in the Old Testament. And, uh, and back then, you know, Moses was giving these commands to the people of Israel. So that's what's going on in this book. And what Moses is trying to do is he's trying to help them have a relationship with God. And God's people at this time, you know, this is thousands of years ago, but God's people at this time was the people of Israel. And so Moses is saying, look, here's what you need to do to have this relationship with God. Um, and he talks first about us, about adults, about parents. And here's what he said. 
In verse 4, Deuteronomy 6, Listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I am giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Um, okay, so what I want to point out, this is basically what Pastor Aaron shared with us last week. He's saying, look, the first thing is to worship God yourself. Worship God with your whole heart. And I think there's an important reason he puts that before repeat these things again and again to your kids. Because first, we need to be following God. So here's the deal. You know, kids are really perceptive. Kids will mirror what we do way faster than they will obey what we say, okay? So like, if you yourself are committed to following Jesus, if you're committed to worshiping him first and putting him first, then your kids are going to see that. Um, but if that's not your first commitment, even if you're doing everything right on the outside, this is one of the crazy things about kids, even if you're doing everything right on the outside, but your heart isn't in it, then your kids are going to pick up on that and they're going to realize where your heart's allegiance truly is. And that's why Moses starts with not obey the commandments, but he starts with love the Lord your God with all of your heart and all of your soul and all of your strength. So that's the starting point. And as parents, as anyone in our family, we take the lead. We go first. You know, I was listening to a leadership podcast I think it was just last week. And they were talking about the importance for leaders to be authentic. You know, um, that's, that's being real is way more important than being right anymore. And this is totally the case in our families. If we try and put on a show and we're not being honest and authentic and transparent, then our kids will, will, will pick up on that so quickly. Um, so it's important first that we are setting the example, taking the lead and following Jesus ourselves. Now, if you're thinking about that, you may be concerned because we have problems, right? We're a long way. We're a long way, all of us, myself included, from loving the Lord our God with all of our heart and all of our soul and all of our strength. Sometimes we lose our temper and we yell. And sometimes we, we have addictions that we're, we struggle with and we have um, uh, insecurities and worry that we are battling. And then what happens is we start to see our kids struggle with the same things that we're struggling with. And then what do you, what do you do with that? I mean, how do you help someone who's struggling with something that you have not yet figured out? So what do we do? One option is this meme right here, right? So this is, uh, you know, Foul Language Comics and do as I say, not as I do. How many of you have heard that? Anybody ever hear that from anyone? Okay, do as I say, but not as I do. Why do we, why do we end up here? This is blatant hypocrisy, right? But it's because we want better for our kids than we're doing. Like we don't know how to help them. We haven't been able to get victory in this area ourselves, but we don't want them to struggle with it. So then we, we end up at this area, but, but this is, there's a better way. Okay. There's a better way than this. 
And that is by taking our problems and struggles to Jesus. See, Moses is setting up the direction that we need to head and he's not expecting perfection. Like it's, it's about direction. It's not perfection. So every day taking another step in obedience to God and in loving him ourselves. So you don't have to be a perfect person to be a good example for your kids. What we can do is we can show them how to take our problems to God. So like, let's say we, you know, uh, lose our temper and yell at our kids. Let's say kid one is yelling at kids two. And then we say, don't yell at your brother, you know, and we yell at them to stop yelling. Right. So this happens. Um, what we do is we, we bring them in. We say, Hey, look, uh, dad messed up, mom messed up. And, uh, and I shouldn't have yelled at you. And I'm sorry for that. Uh, let's, let's go to Jesus and receive his forgiveness and let's ask him to help us grow. And so then what you're doing is you're helping your kid learn what to do when they make a mistake. You're setting an example for your kids of how to take your problems to Jesus. And instead of trying to cover over it, instead of trying to be perfect, or instead of saying, you know, do what I say, not what I do. We say, hey, look, we, I'm a sinner. I make selfish choices. You also are a sinner. You make selfish choices. Let's go to Jesus and let's, let's, ask him for strength. Let's receive the forgiveness and the grace he offers us because no matter what we bring to him, he'll forgive us. He'll give us grace and he promises to help us. He promises to be with us and help us. And so when we're, when we're thinking, okay, I need to be the example, but it doesn't mean we have to be perfect. It means we just have to be real and take our kid. Like your kids will pick up on the good things. They'll also pick up on the bad things, but you can help them say, Hey, look, we we're going to struggle. Let's take our problems to Jesus and get forgiveness and get help. So that's kind of the idea of this first point. We take the lead, but we take the lead by following Jesus step by step, heading in the direction of knowing and loving God. And then we uh, take the lead when it comes to our problems too. Jesus is our hope. And so we take our kids to Jesus and, and show them the hope we have when we, when we have problems. So that's the first thing. The first thing is, are we committed to following Jesus ourselves. Because if we are, that will go so far in helping our kids to follow him as well. The second thing that Moses talks about is sharing God's word. And Moses goes a little crazy here. So let's, let's check out what he says. Um, he talks about the commands, the commands I'm giving you today. And then he says, repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you're on the road when you are going to bed and when you are getting up, tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gate. So Moses, he just goes for it, right? So let's look at what he does. He kind of makes brackets and he says, look, when you are at home or when you're away from home, because he says, talk about these commandments, talk about God's word, when you are at your home and when you are on the road. And so he's saying anywhere you are, whatever you're doing, just talk about what, what God's word says. Um, and then he says, when you're going to bed, so that's one kind of bracket. And then when you are getting up, that's the other bracket, which is all day. So like no matter what time of day you are in, be talking and sharing God's word with your kids. And then he says, he just, he goes for it. He says, right 
right, like tie them to your hands, write them on your foreheads, put them on your walls. Okay. Now some, some Jews have actually taken this at very literally and, and they've, they've see that little box on, on his head. That's called a phylactery. And there's a little piece of scripture in there and he tied it to his head. Now, is that, is that what Moses is going for? I'm not so sure. I think what he's saying is you want God's word and the truth from God's word to just pervade every aspect of, of our lives. Um, now, why, why does he say that? Well, it's because God, God's the one who made us. God created us. He knows what gives us joy and purpose and direction in life. And he's given us a book that helps us to do that. He's given us the, a book that helps us experience the love and the joy and the peace that the spirit produces in us. And so Moses, it's very important that we are, that we are in this book. Now, you might, this might be a little intimidating to you because maybe you haven't really read the Bible very much, or maybe, you know, you feel like you have to have a PhD to be bringing up all these, you know, spouting scripture off all the time and you wake up and you go to bed. Um, and it's really, it's really not that hard. And I'd like to give you just a couple starting points for how you can begin to bring the Bible into your, into your family and start to take God's word and put it into your kind of daily practice. Um, so first, it, super simple reading with your kids, reading the Bible with your kids. Um, so a couple options, obviously the beginner's Bible that we handed out, um, Centerpoint handed out to everybody uh, is a great place to start for little kids, giving them uh, an idea of what scripture says. I also love the Jesus Storybook Bible. This shows how all the Bible points to and centers on Jesus. So it's a, it's a wonderful, encouraging book. And then I love the My First Hands-On Bible. And this is mostly for little kids, okay? Little kids, when you, as your kids get older, there's different devotionals you can use. You can even just go to Proverbs and read a proverb a day. I know a family that did that for years. And they just would read a proverb and they would talk about it. Uh, but for little kids, uh, this is how you can kind of start. My First Hands-On Bible has uh, interactive activities you can do with kids as you read through. And it keeps preschoolers engaged really well. And so I just recommend that if you have younger kids. Um, also reading good books together. So reading the Bible together, reading good books together. So we're reading the Chronicles of Narnia right now. And, uh, and it's a story, but it's a story that shows a picture of how God is both great and loving and good and merciful. And it's beautiful. It's a beautiful story. And, uh, and so you can read like stories that are kind of Christian stories. You can read books like The Garden, the Curtain, and the Cross uh, just kind of tells about the story of the Bible from a, from a 3,000 foot perspective and, uh, and is, is really colorful. You see how colorful it is and interesting for the kids to look at. And so you invest in some of these resources and, and just sit down and read. It's, it's as easy as that. If you hate reading, there are those out there. I know that there are some of you who just hate reading out loud and that's okay. Audiobooks are your friend, okay? Find some audiobooks, listen to those with your kids who really will enjoy it. Um, okay, so reading with your kids, reading good books, Bible verse memory songs. Fair warning, these will get into your head as well, but man, they are so good. Life Tree Kids has some great options, uh, exciting kind of fun songs that will, that will, like your kids will be enjoying singing. They're going to enjoy like uh, 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 dancing to the music, but they're also going to be like getting God's word into their minds. Um, 
Sludge and Bugs is as zany as it sounds, okay? Some of their songs are off the wall, but they're a lot of fun, and kids love the randomness. And so uh, Slugs and Bugs is another good one. And then uh, Seeds Family Worship just has so many songs. There are so many Bible verse songs that they have also great. So just resources for you. Honestly, if you want to just memorize scripture personally, this is a great way to do it if you love music. Um, and we need it. Our kids need it family needs it. And so, uh, so music is a great way to get God's word into your family. Um, okay. So the parent Q app, Centerpoint uses a curriculum called, uh, orange curriculum, two, five, two kids, uh, first look. And, uh, what they, what they do is they every week have an app that updates with what the kids are learning. So whatever the kids are learning today, if you download this app, put in your kids information, then they will be like, you just put in your kid's age, basically. Um, and you can, you can see what they learned at church today. And then whatever they're learning over there, we can reaffirm. You know, it's like partnering with church to teach your kids about God. And if you're not sure where to start, this is a great place to start. Um, this is, uh, yeah, my, my son and mine, I just looked this up yesterday and I uh, took these pictures. So it tells you how long you have until your kids graduate high school. <laughs> So it's slightly terrifying that my son is almost halfway, like there, you know, like he's almost halfway to being gone. Uh, and so it, it encourages you to take advantage of every day to pour into your kids. But then you scroll down and, it, and this was from last month because it updated today, I believe. Um, but last month they talked about responsibility, their memory verse, Luke 16, 10. And then there's a video you can watch with what they learned um, over, over in church today. So it's a great resource, would encourage you to use it also. Um, if you uh, would like to grab and have a paper copy of the memory verse, um, every Sunday they uh, make these available for parents. And a lot of times your kids will come home with them. So if you, if you want to memorize God's word, you're just not really sure where to start, this is a great place to start. Ages, kids age two to five, they have like a shorter one. And then elementary kids have a, have a longer one. But a great resource that you can use to uh, start memorizing God's word with your kids, especially if you're not sure where to start. You know, it's a big book, so where do we go? That's a that's a great place to start. Um, okay, I think that was all my practical helps. There's so many helps out there, guys, and uh, and I'd be happy, like you know, to talk or Pastor Aaron could help you. There's a lot of you know great resources that you love to use with your kids. So just start exploring. Um, I want to talk a little bit about something that God has really been convicting me about which is just being able to, to kind of take a Bible verse when I'm out in my day with my kids and, and help my kids with it. You know, just like, like a Bible verse that is like, oh, my kid's sad, or oh, my kid is struggling with complaining, or oh, my kid is this. Like, oh, here's a Bible verse that, I, that can help, I can help them with that. He really has been laying that on my heart as I've studied this passage. So I wanted to give you a couple go-to Bible verses. When your kids find themselves in a scary situation, like here's a verse you can use or something like that. Uh, before I jump into this though, um, I just want to encourage you that we have to be careful if we're going to use scripture uh, with our family or with anyone um, to surround it with good things. What I mean by that is, uh, you know, like kids are complaining for the 10,000th time about what they're eating for, you know, dinner, right? And it's like, you know what the Bible says, Sit down and shut up and eat your food. No complaining or arguing. Right. So that just, that just isn't. So what you're surrounding scripture with in that case, not that you would ever do this, but what you're surrounding scripture with in that case is condemnation and anger. And then we do that enough and our kids start to hate the Bible, right? It's like, oh no, not again. The guilt and condemnation. 
So what we want to do is we want to approach it with hope. You know, hey, kids, come here, look. We're struggling a little bit, okay? We know that God's word says no complaining, no arguing. And I know that we all need help with this. Dad needs help with it. You guys need help with it. So let's ask Jesus to help us right now. And then let's take another go at it. Uh, something like that, you know, where it's like you're, you're, you're being super encouraging and kind and optimistic. Hey, you can do this. Jesus can help you do this. Let's work on it together. So that's as we use scripture in, in our day by day, uh, that's kind of that's kind of where we want to be. Okay, so uh, one go-to verse that I love for fear or um, discouragement, or fear or, uh, uh, yeah, discouragement is Joshua 1.9. Uh, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I would say this to my kids as I let them off at school every day. Uh, you know, I would say the Lord God is with you and then they would finish it wherever you go. Uh, because I wanted them to know that Jesus was going with them into school. Um, especially when they're young, you know, I think one of the hardest things I've ever had to do is drop my kids off at school for the first day. Uh, they're crying. I'm trying to hold it together. But, but this, this is something that they can walk away with and gives them some courage. But it's not courage based on themselves. It's courage based on God who goes with them. Um, so fear of discouragement, love that verse. Uh, for obedience, um, this is a classic one. Children, obey your parents. I don't know, I'm sure some of you have heard this one. Uh, because you belong to the Lord. So look at this full thing. Look at how it gives the command, but it also gives uh, like motivation, hope. Um, children, obey your parents. But then it says, this is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you and you will have a long life on the earth. So like, it's, it's kind of funny, like, but, but like, look, things are going to go well for you if you just listen to me, right? Um, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a general principle from God's word. It's not a promise necessarily. It's not like every time that then life will always go well, but it is a general principle. If your kids listen to you, then their life will be better in the long run. And so you take that command, but you pair it with encouragement. And that's a lot. That's really helpful. Um, so Ephesians 6 is great for obedience, uh, for complaining and arguing. I love this verse too, because it does the same thing. Do everything without complaining and arguing. By the way, this is actually written to adults. All right. So this is something that we ourselves need a little help with. Uh, so that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God. And then look at this picture, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. It's like, look, you want to shine in a world of darkness? Then walk without complaining and arguing. So again, there's the hope and there's the command altogether. Um, so, okay, so that one's great for that. For love, love from God. It says in Romans 8.38 um, that I'm convinced that nothing could ever separate us from God's love. Uh, sometimes kids feel unlovable, especially if they're making mistake after mistake after mistake, but nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Um, and then the last one was uh, for the good news. Uh, and this is just for giving the good news of the gospel. You may have heard the word gospel here and there. Gospel just means good news. And it's the good news that Jesus came to save us from our sin. Um, so the good news is that God loved the world, that he gave his one and only son, that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life, John 3, 16. And so that's a great one to continually encourage with your kids. Um, so just a quick review. And we're talking about sharing uh, 
God's word. We are looking at reading with them, real simple, looking at taking God's word and using it in the day-to-day, music, using parent cue, and surrounding God's word with hope. So we take the lead, we share God's word, and then the last thing is we tell the good news. Um, I love the end of chapter six, Deuteronomy chapter six. Um, Moses gives a hypothetical situation. He says, in the future, your children will ask you, what is the meaning of these laws and decrees and regulations that the Lord our God has commanded us to obey? Why do we have to do all this stuff? Why do we have to do the sacrifices? And why do we have to go to all the feasts? And why do we have to uh, not eat pork? You know, like that was back then. It's different now. But back in Israel, that was one of the commandments, don't eat pork. And, uh, and so like, why all these things? Now, there's a couple ways as a parent that you answer the why question. You know, sometimes we can be like, it's the right thing to do. God told us to do it. Um, sit down and be quiet. <laughs> Don't ask questions. I mean, there's a couple ways that you can answer a question like this. Look at what Moses encourages people to say. He says, then you must tell them, we were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt, but the Lord brought us out of Egypt with his strong hand. The Lord did miraculous signs and wonders before our eyes, dealing terrifying blows against Egypt and Pharaoh and all his people. He starts with the story of the nation's salvation from Egypt. Look, we do this because God saved us. He brought us out of Egypt and he gave us this beautiful land. Uh, He goes on to continue to say that. Um, He brought us out of Egypt so he could give us this land he had sworn to give our ancestors. And the Lord our God commanded us to obey these decrees and to fear him so he can continue to bless us and preserve our lives as he has done to this day. This whole paragraph, um, it, it has not a we have to mentality, it has a we get to mentality because of what God has done for us. God's salvation is the reason why we are doing all these things today. Um, unfortunately for the people of Israel, it didn't turn out that way. You know, if you look through the rest of the Bible, you read through the historical books and you look at all the prophets and you see time and time again where Israel is rebelling against God and they're not following his commands. Um, and, and terrible things happen to them. They get deported to Assyria. They get deported to Babylon. Um, and they still remain in there. God still loves them. He's still like going to bring them back and, and rescue them. But they, they, they just rebel against God again and again. And it becomes apparent that a different kind of salvation is needed. Because just giving them the commands, uh, they just couldn't handle it. Because the problem was in their heart. They needed to be saved on the inside. They needed to be remade from the inside out. And so God came himself in the person of Jesus Christ. And he came so that he could save our hearts. Not deliver us from a foreign nation like he did Egypt but that he could deliver us from the evil of this world. And so Jesus came, he taught, he did miracles, but his main purpose in coming was to die on the cross and three days later rise from the dead so that he could destroy the power of sin and give a future hope to everyone who would believe in him. And I hope that's your story. I hope that you are a follower of Jesus and that you have been changed from the inside by him. Because if you've committed to follow Jesus, if you've trusted in him to save you, then he is, he's, he's made you a different person. 
and now you can follow him. Now, our, our story is found in Colossians uh, chapter 1, verse 13 and 14. I love, there's a great picture of what Jesus has done for us. He says, for he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and he's transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. So now as Christians, we can say, look, we do this stuff. We go to church because once upon a time, I was not following God. And I had no hope to overcome my sin or no hope of heaven in the future. But Jesus came and saved me. And so now we get to go to church and learn about him. And we get to read our Bible and live for him because of all that he has done for us. Now, there's so many times when we can take this good news and tell it to our kids. Um, here's just a couple examples. Uh, for example, when we mess up, when we mess up, we remind the kids, look, I, I, dad messed up, but Jesus is going to help me. All right. So let's go. I'm going to, I'm going to ask Jesus to forgive me and to help me. And uh, can you pray for me too, that, that God can help me? Or when our kids mess up, hey, buddy, yeah, you shouldn't have hit your brother over the head with that toy truck. That was a terrible idea. Um, but Jesus still forgives you of that. And he is going to give you the strength to grow. All right. Um, when, when, when the family's struggling with attitudes, okay, or when um, our kids are, are feeling guilty and are down on themselves, you know, uh, kids feel a surprising amount of guilt sometimes, I think, um, because if they mess up again and again and again, they can get really discouraged and feel really bad about themselves. Um, and that's when Jesus just comes and says, you know how important you are? You're so important that Jesus came out of heaven to earth to save you. And so this gospel story, this good news story, it, it can really transform the way that the atmosphere that we live in. Um, and then when something bad happens, hey, yeah, it was really mean of that kid to do you to, to do to you at school. Um, but that's exactly why Jesus came. Jesus came because our world is filled with evil and he's, he's remaking it. One day he'll make everything okay. So you see how this good news, it can just work into, into our lives in, in beautiful ways and transform our story. So I don't know what your family story is. Um, I don't know. There's, there's, you know, there's, there's brokenness at some level in all of our families, uh, the families that we grew up in, the families that we are ourselves leading. Um, but Jesus can, can change that story. He can send it in a good direction. That's what he does. He takes terrible things and he redeems it so that it can be beautiful. Um, so that would just be my encouragement. My prayer for all of us is that we can go to Jesus and, uh, and find his hope and his help uh, in, in, as we parent our families and try to influence our, our broader family uh, to follow him. So uh, take the lead, uh, share God's word, and then tell the good news story. Uh, let's pray together. Um, God, uh, thank you for all the people that came out today to listen to your word. Thank you for the hope that we have. You know, sometimes it can just seem so hopeless um, as parents or, or if there's like drama or complicated stuff going on in our families. Um, it can seem really uh, hopeless, far away. Um, God, I just pray that you would uh, help us to run to you um, as, our, as our hope. Um, help us to follow you and share your love with our kids and with our family. Um, help us to uh, not give up. 
uh, but to know that that you are going to um, uh, are always working, even if we can't see it, um, even if it looks like it's just never going to happen. You are always working. And so may we put our trust in you and follow you uh, to the best of our ability. Thank you for our salvation um, and for giving us hope and for giving us uh, freedom from the from the evil of our world so that we can follow you in your name. Amen.